I once heard someone say, we all put our pants on the same way in the morning. And that's just not true. When you're able to get them dressed a little bit quicker, you can spend more time on, on their hair, spend more time helping them getting more comfortable for the day. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator, a caregiver support group leader, and I work directly with caregivers to help them find solutions to the often confusing or difficult behaviors that come with a diagnosis of dementia. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer practical insights, and share some emotional support, and maybe just maybe we'll share a laugh or two because we all know laughter's the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, no, I won't forget your wine. You know that. <laughs> you know, many family and facility caregivers have a hard time with dressing the care recipients. And equally important is keeping the care recipient from undressing on many occasions. Absolutely. I, I hear about that a lot on the caregiver uh, support sites, you know, social media sites, and also at conferences. Um, it's something that comes up often. And, you know, uh, people with dementia have many reasons for resisting, have, you know, having their clothes on or taking their clothes off. And we're really lucky today to have today's guest who was studying gerontology and health studies she worked in therapeutic recreation in long-term care, where her passion for supporting people with dementia, caregivers, and adaptive clothes began. She is currently the head of product and partnerships at Silbert's Adaptive Apparel and Footwear. Roger That is pleased to welcome Ms. Andrea Worcester. Andrea, thank you so much for agreeing to be with us today. I know we're going to learn a good bit about adaptive clothing and, and how we can best help caregivers and those in their care. Thank you so much for being with us. So tell us how you got into this. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby and Mike, for having me. Um, I'm so thrilled to be here. And it, it's quite a funny story. So that's right. I did study uh, health, aging, and society in my undergrad. And in my first year course, my first gerontology course, uh, we had volunteer hours that we needed to fulfill. So I decided I would volunteer in a long-term care home where my Oma and Opa, my grandparents, were living in the assisted housing component. And so I started volunteering in this home, and I just found my heart so quickly. Um, and that turned into a summer uh, position where I was the summer student in the therapeutic recreation department for three summers, three amazing summers. And as I mentioned, my Oma and Opa lived there. So I had the privilege of eating lunch with my Oma after my Opa passed away, uh, feeding her as she had dementia as well. Um, so at this time, I clearly became very obsessed with supporting people with dementia as well as the people that support them. Um, I started looking at the technology in the home and also adaptive. In my undergrad, uh, I did a thesis on technology needs in long-term care, looking at all the bells and whistles and why they're detrimental and how we can improve that for both the staff and uh, the residents. And then in grad school, I focused on supporting people with or supporting caregivers of people with dementia, looking at iGeri Care, um, which is an online 
caregiver resource that has great modules and great resources uh, developed by two um, fabulous clinicians, Dr. Richard Stremko and Dr. Anthony Levinson. Um, and, and shortly after grad school, I was still volunteering in long-term care, doing some research projects on the side. And I just had this epiphany that adaptive was for me. And I decided that I was going to try and create my own adaptive clothes. So I developed this open back top. And boy, was that harder than I thought. And I, I said to my mom, you know what? Maybe entrepreneurship isn't for me, but I'm going to find myself an adaptive one day. Just wait. I need to get some business experience first. So I ended up getting a fabulous job at Big Four at Deloitte. I worked in IT consulting, and I just had the best two years of my life. Um, and I woke up one day and I just thought, huh, I wonder what Silverts is up to. So I found my now boss, his email on our website, and I reached out saying, hey, this is who I am. I'm so passionate about adaptive, about dementia. And we had a conversation and the rest is history. So I've been with the company now a little over a year. And that's that. That's the story. So I have to ask, how have you seen a change? That's a great question. Um, I would say quality and in fashion. So back when I would say, maybe it was six years ago, I was working in long-term care. And my Oma was wearing our silver to open back pants, classic gabardine. And they were just, they were quite big on her. They had to be tailored to fit. Um, and they were, they were expensive. They were expensive. And now I would say six, seven years later, at least at Silverts, form always follows function, especially at Silverts. But we're, we're trying to put more form and thought into our designs. And, you know, this is what makes me so passionate about adaptive is because clothing is our armor. It never stops. Someone who's, your t-shirt is my dress. My dress is someone's suit who's an accountant. And I think it's all very subjective. And when we're able to provide clothes that make someone feel good and make their family feel good when they're around them, because mom looks the same, dad looks the same, they look great. Um, I would say that that's really how it has changed. As opposed to something old and frumpy. <laughs> And right. not only that, but moving them out of pajamas or moving them out of a hospital gown. Yeah. Um, now, when we say adaptive, that's something that you understand and that I understand. But maybe we can explain it more for some of our listeners who aren't sure what that means and what that is. I would love to, yeah. So adaptive is essentially any item of clothing or footwear that is adapted to fit someone's dressing style or dressing practice. So at Silverts, we define adaptive twofold. One is assisted dressing, someone who needs help getting dressed. Perhaps they live in a wheelchair and they just need that, that help getting dressed every morning. And our self-dressing styles are is for someone who still dresses by themselves, however, could benefit from magnetic buttons or pull-up pant loops. My father, for example, he has been a hard worker his whole life. He just refuses to slow down. Um, however, he does have arthritis in his hands, and so he just really benefits. He loves our magnetic anything that can help him kind of get ready in a snap. Um, and my mom doesn't have to help him, so. And sometimes... The reason somebody might want to have a clothing that opens and closes in the back, uh, particularly with somebody with a dementia, might because 
they take their clothes off and, you know, they might wander through the house with wearing nothing. That's right. Um, or even wander outside of the house. So it, it's, it can also be a safety issue as well. Absolutely. And so we do have styles and there are styles um, that do prevent against disrobing when someone does experience that. Um, So we call them our stay dress jumpsuits. So we have a collection uh, for men and women. And essentially what it is, is a full outfit that dresses up just as one, uh, a large zipper in the back and a caregiver can essentially help them step on into it pull it up. Um, And the idea is so that the person who's wearing the jumpsuit can't get undressed themselves. Now, our world is the dementia world and some of those issues, and we've we've touched on those. But there are many other reasons why somebody would need assistance in dressing or staying dressed. Uh, One of them that we might want to touch on is somebody who is disabled or handicapped. I haven't had that experience, but I imagine... um, assisting with dressing for somebody who is in a wheelchair, how to get their trousers on or how to, you know, help them put on a shirt or a blouse. Is, are the designs different based on what, where the need arises from? Hmm, that's a really great question. What we're trying to do is speak to our customers in terms of what their day-to-day experiences and what that dressing experience is. And we do have plenty of shop by need, arthritis, wheelchair, post-op. And so our functionality, essentially, we do have some some key open back tops, open back pants. Um, And so, yes, depending on someone's need, uh, we do have it. One of the things when I hear open back Right, I think of a hospital gown. Mm-hmm. My my initial thought is a hospital gown with the literal open back. Yes, but that's not what you're referring to. Correct. So we have what's called no peak open back. So how we make our open back clothing is with generous flaps, overlapping fabric that completely cover one another. So that's the point of the no peak open back. So it's good to differentiate that from a, a traditional hospital nightgown. Yeah. Yes. And you definitely touch on on a very important point here: the dignity of the people involved. Yes. Uh, the people that are are needing assistance for for one reason or another, and again, in the dementia world, very often somebody with a dementia will resist having their clothing removed, and there can be another a number of reasons for that. Um, if I'm not sure who that person is there in front of me trying to encourage me to take my clothes off, either to put my pajamas on or to get ready for a shower, um, I'm going to resist <laughs> for the most part. I, I don't want other people. And there's a number of reasons for that. You may not be sure. You may think they just changed their clothes five minutes ago. Um, maybe I don't want a particular person removing my clothes. Um, and it can end up being a tug of war and sometimes ending ending up in aggression. But if it's just a matter of, you know, opening up a, a magnet, it'll make it easier on both of them and, and maybe not so confusing for the person that needs assistance. And that's what we want more than anything. That's right. And I also think, in addition to that, it improves the time that 
we have to spend struggling getting ready. Um, so oftentimes the difference is five, 10 minutes with someone. So you can help someone get ready much quicker with adaptive clothes than you can with, say, conventional clothes. Um, actually, part of my studies was I did a time motion analysis with residents in long-term care and the PSWs. And so I got the PSWs to essentially time how long it would take them um, to get someone dressed in an open back pant versus pull up someone, someone's pants. Um, they were the same, her, both were her pants uh, versus the other pair when she was wearing them a different day. And the caregivers were able to shave off about three minutes from the dressing f- workflow just f- because of the open back pants. Now, when we think about getting someone ready who is living in long-term care, those moments are precious. We know uh, PSWs, nursing aides, only have five, seven minutes to get someone dressed in the morning. And so when you're able to get them dressed a little bit quicker, you can spend more time on on their hair, spend more time helping them wipe their face and, and getting more comfortable for the day. Um, and lastly, the, the PSWs that uh, I was in cahoots with doing this study, they had mentioned to me, you know, it's, it's not always the time factor, it's the comfort factor. This, this particular resident, when, when she was being dressed, um, she would often have to, they would have to shimmy her on the bed to pull up her pants. And she got very sore. Uh, she was a very frail woman. And when she had her open back pants on, they just had to, just had to slide them up, sit her up on the bed, do the pants up in the back and transfer her to the chair. And when you're dealing with somebody with a dementia, the less time you're they're having to deal with you and the less time they're feeling they're being interfered with in some way, the less likely it is that they're going to be combative or, you know, challenge, what are you trying to do to me? Who are you? Why are you here? Um, and it, it helps the caregivers as well. Um, and like you said, it gives, it gives them more time to, to do other things. That's right. I'm sure it also helps with the time when Somebody says, I need assistance, I have to go to the bathroom, to the bathroom for toileting, that it's um, a help. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so excited to talk about this, obviously. Um, so if, say, if someone is in a wheelchair and they have dementia and they, they often will, the PSWs will use a lift and a sling, right? So with that case and in that kind of a sense, it's so much easier for the PSW to be able to transfer from chair to lift to toilet, and they don't even have to remove the pants. Um, if, if the person is wearing a brief or an adult diaper, um, the PSW can take that off, help them go to the bathroom, do the business, and boop, put the pants back on, up in the lift, here we go, transfer back to the chair. Now, I, I may have missed it, but you're referring to a PSW, and I imagine there are a number of our listeners who don't know what that means. That's right. A personal support worker. So, cats out of the bag. I'm a Canadian girl um, from <laughs> Ni- born and raised Niagara Falls, Ontario. So, we call them uh, personal support workers. I believe you call them nurses' aides. So, are you finding that more and more people are reaching out for, for, clo- for clothing like this? 
Yes. Yeah. And, you know, just to take a step back, in adaptive, this is our biggest challenge. It's it's category awareness. And I'm here today to not I'm not I'm not head of sales. I'm I'm head of product and it's just to talk about adaptive. And to answer your question, yes, because more and more people are finding us. And when they do, they say, "Oh, I wish I would have known of you sooner. I could have my 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 mother would have benefited or grandma." Um so yeah, we are getting more and more people, but we do I think as a society and in fashion in general, we need to we need to have adaptive in the conversation. It needs to be part of it because you know, I once heard someone say we all put our pants on the same way in the morning. And that's just not true. It's not true. Right. We might be wearing right. pants, but you know, we 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 all need to be wearing pants and we all have to participate. Yeah, I levitate when I put mine on. <laughs> I don't do one leg at a time. I just levitate. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one of the one of the men that's in the caregiver support group that I that I have, he talked about the very first time he bought a bra. He's a caregiver for his wife who had gained a good bit of weight and she needed a, a larger bra and he he knew nothing mm. about buying a bra and he probably had taken it off a couple of times over their years of being married, but really didn't think about putting it on. And that is something that I see on the caregiver support groups a good bit. What's a good bra? And it's not only the men that are asking about it, it's some of the daughters and, and, you know, that are taking care of their mom. Now there are bras that open in the front, there are bras that open in the back, and there's sports bras and things like that. But I would imagine that that would be something that people would be looking for. And do they come for with instructions for men that don't know how to do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. And so we do have a line of intimates. Um, and we do have quite a few bras. And we have more and more coming out because uh, – to reflect back on our functionality and how different experiences mean different functionalities, we're expanding. However, right now, um, two that we do carry is one is a front closure bra with snaps in the front. Um, and the other one, we have a line called breast nest. So our breast nest bras essentially are more of a, um, almost like a wonder bra. Uh, but the purpose of the nest is to essentially separate um, the breasts from the underskin. So, for example, uh, someone living in long-term care, if they're not wearing a bra anymore, that skin can get quite uncomfortable. Um, and it just holds everything in place as it should, and it's very easy to get on. Now, to answer your question on whether we have instructions, <laughs> I'm not sure that we do, but that's going to be, I'm, I'm taking that down, Bobby. Thank you. Um, what we do try to do, though, on our site is educate our customers as they shop. So to your point, what does open back mean? This is what yeah. it means. So we do try to put those infographics, videos, any type of content uh, that can explain how it goes on, how someone should be wearing it, and who would benefit from it. You know, it's like so much that having to do with being a long-term caregiver with somebody with special needs, whether it's physical needs or, or emotional needs or mental needs. Very often, the caregivers go into it not knowing what they need to know. And this type of clothing was not something that we, we considered. And now, 
a lot of people have gone to the Velcro closing on shoes rather than having them tie, but there were so many other ways that we, we could assist people and help them feel safe and comfortable in their own worlds and make it easier for everybody involved. Thank you so much for being on the show. I got my education on open back. Yes. <laughs> and I certainly appreciate all, all you're doing, you know, to make people feel comfortable in various situations. Thank you again so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you do. You know, and I, I think when it comes to caregiving, it's community. We, we just have to rely on those around us. So Absolutely. Right. Thank you for being part of the team. You can find more information about Andrea and links to Silvert's website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes, post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.